Welcome to Radical Change Radio. Today we are continuing our series on patterns of fate and destiny. And we are bringing to you episode number 10 on learning fast and furious. Our guest presenter, uh, speaker today is Sergey. Um, and Sergey has uh, shown over the years that we have known him, that he learns uh, very rapidly and also some has some uh, particularly uh, good learning strategies. So our goal today is to explore how he does it, what he does it, in what context he does it, and just basically play with it and see if we can learn from him. Mm-hmm. So, Sergey, yeah. tell, tell us... Uh, why did you decide to call this uh, this podcast "Learning Fast and Furious"? Uh, that's kind of how I perceive it myself. Uh, like the way I approach anything uh, anything new that I need to learn. Uh, let's say, uh, well, first of all, to set up the context here, right? Is uh, uh, why am I even talking about this topic? Uh, is uh, because what I notice is whenever I need to enter a new context, uh, be it, uh, I don't know, I'm joining a new company and need to learn a new product, being at uh, uh, a totally new field, uh, like martial arts, movie making, uh, NLP. Podcasting. Podcasting, yeah, exactly. That's actually a good one. Um, and it, pretty much anything. What I what I do is uh, I educate myself real fast on that. And um, I, for a while, I didn't think much about it, uh, but I started to consistently get uh, reactions from people who say, uh, you know, have you done this before? Or like, uh, you know, how come you uh, you doing this? Uh, you know. Uh, you don't you don't this good you know and you've only done this for like a week or something and uh i realized that maybe i'm actually learning faster than average because you know people are getting surprised by that so i decided to uh well explore what what it what uh makes me different from others i guess in that respect and that's the reason i'm talking about this and uh I guess just to lay out real quick uh, the uh, highlights of the strategy that I can dis- uh, dis- uh, discern for myself, and you guys please uh, you know go in more details, explore. Uh, uh, what I what I find is uh, doing is uh, whenever I know whenever I have something new at hand. I go and basically read about it, usually read or ask people, if, if say if it's martial arts, I can't really read much, but I have to kind of uh, 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 notice a lot of details, but usually it's uh, it's reading uh, a, a lot about uh, the particular subject and uh, going in depth, so really figuring out all the way to the, to the you know, as deep as possible for uh, the major points, like even the major points, the finding the concepts in uh, any anything that I'm currently learning, 
And uh, once I understood the kind of underlying principles, uh, the basis of, you know, why is this working this way? Why is it... Uh, a lot of why questions like that. Like, why is it this way? Why is it important? Uh, what what makes it work like that? Uh, so I, I basically never stop at, okay, I do this, this, uh, this thing happens. Like, uh, I push a button and uh, a picture's taken. That's a point-and-shoot camera, right? I mean, that's not enough for me. It's like, I mean, why is picture being taken? And, you know, what, what makes it... Uh, uh, come out this particular way and not the other. So I kind of start digging into that. Uh, and I don't stop until I get all the way down to a satisfactory answer for me, for myself. So uh, uh, the reason I kind of call this Fast and Furious is because, uh, well, first of all, this this is indeed fast for me because uh, 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 I would basically, I can't physically rest. I You know, my mind would keep racing, thinking of the answers until I actually find those answers. Uh, yeah. That's one. And, uh, well, furious, I guess, is for the same reason I just can't stop. I have to move and I just have to, I just have to complete it, I have to bring it to a certain completion. You have to or you want to? I kind of have to. So it's more a compulsion then? It's more a, more a compulsion. Uh, and... Uh, and, and because, you know, see, this whole series of podcasts we're talking about, it's something that makes us, us, you, right? Who you are, yes. Yeah, and you basically have very little control over that. Uh, and this thing is something that I don't really have much control over. It. If I start learning something and I'm interested in that, mm -hmm. I don't really have much control but go all the way down until I'm satisfied with the answers I get. So let me uh, ask you something here because... Uh -huh. uh, you mentioned um, you go after the why, why, why. Mm -hmm. but what about the how? Because where I've seen your um, brilliance or your light shine is not in the why, but rather in the how. Do you well, see what how, I'm saying? Yeah, how comes out of why for me? How comes out of why? Yeah, uh, why not not the like purpose why, but uh, why as in uh, why does it work this particular way? So it's it's actually more of a how I guess, right? So you're right. It, it, it's more of a how than why, and uh, it's just for me that that question really drives towards how. So I need to know uh, if, I, if I'm saying you know why this caused that. That's really how does it work? Okay. So it's pretty much the same for me in that in that respect. Hmm. Okay. Uh -huh. uh, so. Okay, well, this is a very high level, right? And I can go in, you know, a million different directions and examples from, from here. But what I wonder is, uh, uh, what does ring the bell for you guys the most? Like, uh, what would you like to hear uh, as far as more detail? Well, I'm curious um, as to your beliefs around this learning, learning strategy. Uh, for example, do you believe that you are able to learn anything? Have you ever run into something you're not able to learn when you go deep into it? It's too much for you? Or what's up with the beliefs that support this? Uh, very good question. Beliefs. Um, I'm checking it right now. 
<laughs> so I haven't thought about it before, but I'm checking it right now. And it seems like I don't really believe in impossibility, if it makes sense. Uh, I, I think if I put my mind to it and put my effort to it, I'll learn it. Uh, the only question in my mind is whether I want to do it or not, whether I'm interested in that or not. And if I'm not interested, then I say, you know, let it go. I don't, I don't care. But if I am interested in that, uh, and I have, I, so I have the resources, I have the time, and I have enough interest, uh, then there's nothing stopping me. So, so I mean, so let me ask you this well, Huh? Go ahead. Let me ask you this question, and maybe I'm projecting a little, mm -hmm. uh, so I'm just trying to make sense of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, what I've seen with rapid learners, um, and I think all of us in some ways are, but I think uh, it's it more defines you than it defines uh, the two of us, uh, is the fact that we seek and surf patterns, so to speak, and that's what accelerates this whole uh, journey to a, a learning, right? Mm -hmm. So A, do you, do, you, do you seek and surf these patterns? And B, do you really have a choice in what to learn and what not to learn? Because I've noticed among uh, um, smart people, intelligent people, however you want to define it, is that it's a, a lot of the world sees it just as a blessing, but there's a curse that comes with it too. Mm -hmm. Is that you pick up things that you rather not pick up, and <laughs> uh, uh, you know uh, there are certain times it's good not to notice things or not to observe things or not to learn things. But it just that information comes and you see the patterns and you recognize the patterns. You recognize the end. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Does that make yeah. sense? It makes perfect sense to me. Um, well. Um, Let's see, how do I start answering that? Uh, so, uh, well, first of all, uh, towards the patterns, right? Uh, I guess uh, over time, I've learned not only, uh, not only a whole bunch of things, but also the process of learning itself, right? And uh, partly my the, the reason I started to learn an OP way back then is uh, uh, to... Uh, yeah, basically learned out how to learn. That's what it ended yeah. up to. That, that's not the reason I started in OP really, but uh, it pretty quickly turned into that direction. And uh, I found that just by uh, knowing how my mind works, uh, I would able I would be able to tune myself into faster learning. So uh, uh, that led me to. Uh, uh, well, my personal discovery that if I learn the underlying principles uh, of what I'm trying to learn, then uh, learning proceeds a lot faster. So yes, I started to go for the underlying principles, like the, the really generalized principles behind uh, pretty much anything that I'm trying to learn. Uh, and uh, uh, let's see... So here's a question on that. Yeah. How do you make a distinction between a concept and a principle? Concept and a so principle. Concept would essentially be a hypothesis, right? So you start with, when we start to, uh, I'm presuming when you start to learn something, there's a hypothesis about what it is and where it's going. Yeah, well, learning, see, uh, the only 
way I believe that human beings can learn is by trial and error, essentially. Yes. Uh, and uh, the only question is what kind of trials you're setting up and what kind of errors you get and what kind of learnings you get out of that error, mm-hmm. right? So, yes, uh, I am coming in uh, to a new field with uh, some presumptions of what I think it is. But typically, I have this... Uh, this is another belief, by the way, uh, uh, to uh, Armand's question, uh, that whatever I think... Uh, the concept is, it's likely going to be false. So you start with everything is false. Not everything is false, but more like, okay, here's what I think it is, but I'm likely wrong. And I'm ready for that. Okay, I'm ready for being wrong. That's a mind trap. Okay. So in other words, it's not like, so so here's the distinction. Let me me draw a a distinction what I observe in a lot of other people. So uh, a lot of, especially experts, like adult experts, who are experts in something, in some particular field, right? They usually have the hardest time learning something new. And my, my belief is, this is my observation, and my belief, uh, maybe wrong, maybe not, uh, why they have a hard time learning something new is because they think they already got it. They think they already know it, and uh, they think they're right. And when it's, there is something wrong, uh, if, if, if they are wrong about it, they don't accept it. It's uh, it's kind of a statement about them. So they are being st- they feel stupid hmm. when they don't know something. So they don't want to feel stupid. They want to feel smart. I, I, I actually have to interject here. I don't yeah. think this has much to do with um, with personality that you're bringing. You know, feeling stupid or, or not stupid. Um, uh, granted, I think that this is certainly part of of of, of, of the issue, but. Um, uh, more generally, um, oh, what you describe is an is the best known strategy for learning and and um, and knowing, so to speak. Um, so I'm coming I'm coming into this from artificial intelligence, right, mm-hmm. which is my area of uh, of expertise, uh, and a lot of AI is devoted towards towards how to computers learn and then how mm-hmm. do they use what they learned and mm-hmm. how do they know when to learn more and when to use what they already know mm-hmm. basically the, this this age-old uh, dilemma of exploration exploitation mm-hmm. uh, and um, the, the current best algorithms that exist um, they actually do what you just described the, the, the more uh, the more and particular domain is known, the less likely is is new evidence uh, considered as as, as, as as something new and and it's usually uh, it's usually tried the algorithm usually tries to map it to what it already knows or mm-hmm. assumes that the evidence is wrong because there was a false in the data. And actually that's the right thing to do because that's much more likely. Uh-huh. Given that the uh, given that the algorithm is already an expert in a particular area, so and, and here you have to keep in mind that these algorithms of AI have been mapped from human beings, from how we learn. Yeah. So what you described makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, but that's makes, in a specific area, right? I mean, well, it also holds true in martial arts uh, because uh, if you I mean, let me take martial arts or strategy, either one. Uh, um, you know, there's this whole uh, old story that goes that uh, this uh, this American. It's, uh, it's kind of based on a true fact that this American goes to the Zen monastery and he studied so much about 
about Zen rather than studied Zen. And he goes to the Zen teacher and sits down and he keeps expounding what uh, what Zen is. And uh, so the Zen teacher starts pouring tea out and it spills over, right? And he says, stop, stop, what are you doing? He's like, mm-hmm. this cup is full. And he says, exactly, this cup is full. Therefore, you're not able to learn what I have to offer. First, go empty your cup. And this is the same thing happens in martial arts. When you have somebody who thinks they're an expert in, say, karate or kung fu coming in to learn mm-hmm. a system like Aiki Jiu-Jitsu, if they hold the preconceived notions of what they've learned, mm-hmm. they just don't progress. So I, I, I think I think uh, at least what I'm hearing is uh, that it's not about you being wrong. You don't assume that, but it's uh, going to a field with a blank state and no expectations of uh, expertise or right and wrong and starting from that blank state to quickly assimilate through trial and error what might be the shortest path between you and your goal. At least that's what I'm hearing. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, I, I think you hit it. Um, that, that's right. As a matter of fact, that's what I did with martial arts, right? I mean, I had a black belt from uh, another... Kuksu. Uh, Kuksu, exactly, yes. Jeez, I'm forgetting the name. What, what, what's up with that? Um, <laughs> right, and then and then I, uh, I came to... Those who learn fast, forget fast. <laughs> well, I guess. <laughs> See, and that's I, what keeps him blank slate. <laughs> <laughs> that's a skill, by the way. Uh, <laughs> be able to forget, right? No, but uh, more seriously, I, mean, I, I remember the concept, so I, I might not remember the details. That's another thing. Um, uh, which is kind of funny, it's coming from me, right? That I, I'm usually the. Yeah, you're talking guy. like me more than you're talking like well, you right when now. It comes, well, when it comes to learning, I kind of have yeah. to, kind of have to uh, do that part. So yeah, I, I think Mike, you're right. Uh, the uh, it it is a kind of a blank slate approach. Uh, so uh, um, yeah. Uh, Try to remember what I was trying to say. What Blank was slate, trial and error, moving towards a goal. Right. Uh, s- speaking of uh, so artificial intelligence, I, I have a, I have another example from uh, uh, from um, discrete math or whatever. Not discrete math exactly, but um, so SAT solvers. Right? This is another very specialized area of algorithms. Uh, where there is this algorithm that uh, basically solves the problem that theoretically is uh, impossible to solve in a s- s- efficiently. So basically, any any reasonable size problem is going to take you longer than the you know the sun basically goes supernova before it finishes. And uh, what uh, this algorithm is actually able to solve a lot of problems a lot faster than that. In fact, so fast that, uh, well, I'm currently in a company that makes money running that algorithm and some more. Wait, I'm confused. Okay. An algorithm that solves problems on a problem that can't be solved? Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, well, in general. All right. Okay. But, but in some cases, it, it can be. And uh, and this algorithm has this has this interesting loop, right? What it does is it tries to solve the problem, right? Tries a particular solution. If the solution doesn't work, it knows it, what it, not it, to do. It learns from it. It doesn't just remember the solution that's wrong. It it learns from it and doesn't repeat that pattern. It doesn't repeat that pattern, which is more general than just the solution. That makes perfect sense, right? And then it repeats again. 
So, so, so basically, the fail, until, is, fail until you succeed. Yes. Well, this is great, but then what is this uh, database of patterns that it has? Yes. How large is it? Because usually for, for people, it's very small. Yeah, most people will be lucky if they have four or five patterns down, patted down. Uh, I'm actually very curious about it. Sergio, so what are yeah. your patterns? Uh, okay, well, let me turn the question around uh, uh, while he's thinking about it. Mm -hmm. What patterns have you observed, Rahman? And what patterns have I observed in the way he learns? Yes, Sergey. I've noticed a few things when he's learning, right? He, he gets a whole bunch of different books. He starts reading through it. Second, uh, he seeks out people in that particular area. Third, he starts a small project in that area and essentially devotes a lot of time to it. And then fourth, uh, he, he, starts, he repeats that process over and over again until he becomes home at home with that particular process and then he moves to an adjacent uh, space right away. Because if you think about it, our whole podcasting, this is one shared experience of us learning together, right? That's that's more or less the pattern that you went through. Mm -hmm. Learn and something from one place and take it to another. Well, or, or no, more, more like, okay, we didn't know much about sound and editing back uh -huh. then, right? Yeah. We just got a, we got a mic and we got a mixer mm -hmm. and you started with that and then... Uh, I remember the first few podcasts, how many times we had to record it. <laughs> that was painful. <laughs> and then going to that uh, next stage where you started editing and you would take 5x time that we would have for recording to edit it mm -hmm. until you started shrinking that time out to the point where, for example, you reached a, we reached a point where we recorded, we don't spend any time editing or cleaning things up, right? So in many ways... That is a pattern, and I've seen you almost mm -hmm. duplicate that pattern in uh, your movie making. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what I've observed. I would add one more pattern. Um, now, I don't know how if general this is for Sergei. I've noticed it. Uh, uh, it's a project that is more than you can handle. Uh, Oh, and, can, can you repeat this again? That, that you garbled and uh, in just the speak. Speak again. Just say, okay. say this again. Yeah. Um, you take on a large, a large project, which is more than what you can handle, uh, and you fail uh, getting to the result you planned, but you get a lot of learning in the process. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure. I like necessarily fail at the bigger project than I. Than I well, by fail, I mean you um, don't get the desired result at the desired the time. Yeah. You, you start the project with it with a with an, uh, with a goal in mind, and by fail, I mean you don't reach uh, this goal. Oh, that particular goal. Like but I, yeah. Okay. 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 I think. I think what actually I I I'd like to refine that. That's not exactly what happens in my opinion. And from what I remember, but uh, more like uh, yes, I, I I can often get into some something ambitious, like something real ambitious, and I uh, find that I cannot really do it right away. That it was way more than I could chew. Mm -hmm. So either I scale it down. I don't consider it usually a failure, but more like I either I scale it down uh, and then achieve it, uh, or I take longer or more resources uh, than I originally planned, and then 
uh, achieve it again. Or I scale down the, the quality of it. So I may still achieve the, the uh, you know, how much of it I want to do, but uh, the quality may be not as good as I was hoping for. Well, what I've observed is that you started, uh, you go through it, uh, and at some point you realize it's too much, uh, mm-hmm. you're not able to finish it, uh, and then you postpone it. Yeah, that happens. Uh huh. That happens. But so uh, this is a pattern, right? And I think it's actually a very, very um, uh, strong pattern for learning. And I think it's a strong mm-hmm. pattern because when you have that larger goal, that's what allows you to move furiously because you're trying to meet an Im- almost an impossible deadline. I mean, mm-hmm. take the yeah. example of your first script that you were writing. You wanted the movie done last October. Yeah, I'm still writing the script. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's an example I'm thinking of uh, yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad thing. I'm just saying. I think uh-huh. that uh, you use the word furiously quite a bit, and I think what what propels that uh, ferociousness or the furiousness uh-huh. is that almost sense of impossibility of the goal. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Right. In fact, I I do it almost on purpose for myself. Nice. So, so that I don't stop. So well, yeah, this is this is another pattern I want to add to this is that uh, actually something I learned from Tony Robbins, funny enough. Uh, to, That's uh, a blast from a past. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, to uh, uh, make a public commitment to something, yeah. even if you believe it's kind of almost impossible right now. Yeah. Just make a public commitment anyway. Uh, that that movie you just uh, mentioned. I, a year ago, I actually went and pitched to a group of about 200 people that, okay, I'm making this uh, movie, and, you know, this is my plan and all that, so sign up if you want to help. Uh, I still haven't actually done much apart from writing the script, but it's way further away than it used to be uh, right now. And uh, But, you uh, know, I mean, it, I don't want it to sound negative, but uh-huh. I think that is an important part, because that's what I love, because... You made that commitment. You were signing up for multiple movies, TV shows, and going after it furiously. That's allowed you and given you enough data or intelligence, so to speak, to mm-hmm. know that, hey, as I start reworking, what, you're in version 3 or version 4 of your script now? Somewhere Maybe there. 3, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So you're able to tweak it and learn and say, okay, just don't shoot at it from uh, the first first thing and move forward. But what other patterns have you noticed? I mean, this is about you rather than us telling you what we've observed as patterns. You tell us what other patterns have you learned, noticed about your learning. I'm curious, how come you haven't spoken about the whole fact of holographic learning and the whole piece that uh, you had worked on like 30,000 years ago? <laughs> uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that, I, I, I don't actually consider it too seriously at this point. Um, well, the sorry, other, I didn't want to give out your well, age, but no. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it tells you that there were intelligent people 30,000 years back. Uh, anyway, um, they, uh, <laughs> I, I guess the only, the only thing I want to mention about this holographic thing is, uh, uh, what what I, one thing that I do is uh, with all this you know number of books or whatever I, I get for you know reading about the new field is that I scan a lot of stuff. So I don't really read a lot, but I first scan it, kind of get the sense of the entire field, and, and then I choose what I believe is the most important 
pieces of it uh, what would give me a better maybe concepts maybe like uh, understanding how it all works together uh, and uh, then uh, dive into that so how do you know what will work and what won't work because that's the most interesting question right because all of us have data overload I'm trying to figure out no i mean i'm serious yeah no, all of us have data overload and uh-huh. there's more information than we can process so uh-huh. the the half the trick in learning is figuring out where your where you put your consciousness trial and error um i mean i don't know actually honestly i, I think it's more than trial and error man yeah i know but uh see it's I have a very hard time answering that particular one because uh, it's like uh, it's like just what I mentioned that 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 funny algorithm right that goes and learns and tries and learns tries and learns right uh, if you actually look at the database that it gets created at the end of this algorithm uh, you know it it, lo- it it really solves the uh, like an impossible problem real fast usually uh, and the database that comes out of it is like big mess you, you have no clue what the hell it is but it works so uh, I don't know really how my mind works on that one, but but what I what I do is I do uh, a lot of uh, a lot of deep dives, a lot of uh, kind of quick deep dives, and uh, mm-hmm. I kind of get a sense of uh, what's what in that particular area, what's important, mm-hmm. what's not important. I can't explain it. It's just the sense of it. It's like okay. yeah, and and uh, when you say sense, is it uh, an idea or is it an actual kinesthetic sense? Uh, it's more like a synesthesia, I guess, uh, of several senses okay. that I have. It's so this is actually interesting. I, mm-hmm. I, I was um, I was going to ask you about this, but I'm glad you spoke on it yourself. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the, this is it's a pattern of learning. Um, um, trying to figure out how to say this. Uh, so when you have an area to learn, uh, where in this area do you start the learning and how do you go about the learning? So let me, let me give you an example that I think it will become clear. Uh, for example, if you have a car, right? You would learn how the car works. Okay. You can start on the, on the periphery of the car. Like say you can start uh, to uh, unbolt the headlamp. Right, and see how the headlamp is is held together on the bumper, and then you can pull, pull apart the headlamp and look at that. And so you start in the periphery, and you slowly work your way into the into the heart of the car, eventually into the engine and whatnot. Right, mm-hmm. it's kind of one strategy from outside in. The other one is um, you go for the for the biggest, hardest, the most badass piece in the car, right? For the engine. And you like if you put you put your screwdriver to the engine <laughs> and it becomes very, very complicated very quickly, but you you stay through it and then and so you go for the heart. And you never bother with the lamp because the because the engine is 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 the biggest piece there. And um the third one is that I, I heard just heard you mention and I want to uh uh, I want to see if you confirm this. Is you don't do either one of these two. You do a third one where you you pick a part of the car, you probe into it, and then you you pull out, and then you pick another part of the car, you probe into that part, you pull out, you, you then the third part you probe in and pull out. So you don't choose kind of one area and start expanding from it. You choose multiple areas in succession. You expand somewhat and then move on to another one. Well, here's, here's, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to expand on that. 
how do you know that the engine is the heart of the car? See, if you see in the car for the first time in your life, and it just, you don't. boom, it moves, right? You don't, you don't know, right? So it's like, I mean, for all I know, the, the left headlamp, you know, might be the, oh. the, the most important part of the whole vehicle. Uh, so what, what, I, what I have to do at the beginning, when I have absolutely no clue about the area, right? I have, say I have no clue about the car at all. I just see it move, right? Um, what, I, what I would start to go is like, okay, uh, what makes it move? I mean, the most important part all about the car, obviously, is that it can move, right? And it can drive, and it can navigate, and people, you know, and the driver has a control of the car somehow. So uh, I'd probably go for, uh, well, okay, it seems like, you know, touching the ground, there are wheels, and there's nothing else that kind of seems to be driving it, so maybe the wheels, you know, really driving the car. So I go, okay, what drives the wheels? Right, and I would quickly get to the what do you call this thing that uh, gets the mechanical uh, energy to the wheel, right? The uh, I forgot the technical term, right? In motorcycles, it would be the chain, right? That in the car, it's the. Uh, so what I'm really hearing is two things here, right? The two things I'm hearing is uh, he goes after uh, much more a generalization versus a specialization principle, where if you just deep dive in one area, you're become a specialist in it rather than a generalist overall so that's one pattern and the second pattern um, i've been noticing as i hear sergey talk is question directed he asks questions of himself that directs his learning or areas of exploration so here's a question regarding your questions are you conscious of the questions you ask or do those questions just <laughs> pop up <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna short circuit my mind. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. uh, you had all the fun with uh, Mr. Jerry, so let me have some fun with yeah. you. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, uh, uh, no, but it's a serious question. I, I, I know. I know. Uh, no, actually, I well, at this point, I have actually thought about that. And yes, I am, at this point, I am <laughs> conscious of my questions, yes. <laughs> I was not before, uh, like a few years back. Uh, nevertheless, I was asking them. So, so what I've learned about your learning so far is you pick a field, you, you take a generalist approach rather than a, a specialist approach. Mm -hmm. Your what and why has a synesthesia for some reason. The, no, the why and how, rather, yeah. has a synesthesia for some reason. Then you enter it with a blank state, quickly uh, quickly learn against your known algorithms and known mistakes to say, this is what I need to avoid, this is what I don't need to avoid, mm -hmm. and then you move forward. Yeah. Oh, and one more piece is that, uh, very important piece, uh, is uh, if I find certain patterns uh, that hold across other fields that I've learned before, hmm. uh, then... Uh, it accelerates like, a deal more. It accelerates a lot, yeah. Because yeah. then, then I recognize how this area is the same as something else, uh, and then I can generalize much so, quicker. So, so if, you use, if you use NLP terms, you first go with difference and then sameness. Mm, perhaps. That's what I'm hearing. I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 a loop, right? I mean, it's not like there's a particular sequence. It's a it's a, it's a loop. So I keep repeating it. Yeah, the learning has to be a loop, otherwise it yeah. won't be learning. 
Yeah, so that's why I have... That's, I mean, it's like chicken and egg, you know, what came first. I don't know. Okay. Uh, it, it's uh, it, it's more like I look for no, sameness and difference. No, why, why I'm making, why I'm making uh-huh. this distinction? Because it, it almost seems, seems opposite of what I do, where mm-hmm. I look for the sameness first as to the principles that would hold true in this new area. Mm-hmm. And that becomes the, uh, what do you call uh, force that drives through. So I'm just trying to understand because mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. uh, I think that distinction might might be the distinction that enables you to do what you do in your own way. Okay, maybe it's a little. Uh, l- l- let's see if it makes sense. Uh, I- I'm not sure I can connect yet, but uh, uh, what I seem to be doing is okay. Is say. At first, I come with a blank slate. Say this same car example, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of stupid, but it works. So uh, I, I, I look at the car. I don't know anything about it yet. I assume that I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I start noticing some things, right? Like say, okay, it moves. Uh, it moves at certain speed and not faster. It requires a person to drive it. It needs uh, a certain type of fuel. Uh, and uh, that... If that reminds me of something I've seen before, uh, like uh, uh, when I was a kid, I, I had a moped which I basically took apart, you know, to the to the smallest. Uh, I just can't picture thing. you riding a moped, man. <laughs> well, I did. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I literally I uh, uh, rewired the spark transformer. 14, that I'm not surprised, 14, right? Fourteen thousand. <laughs> okay. Uh, because the transformer blew, so so I I know how that shit worked, okay, uh, like to the to the smallest detail, and uh, if I if I approach a car and I see that okay it kind of looks like you know the similar patterns I've seen before, uh, then I would go with the sameness. I go okay, so if if I'm reading it right, then you know since this pattern holds, therefore it also should have a and, you know, it should have an engine, it should have the gears, uh, it should yeah. have some kind of control that controls those things, right? Yep. Uh, and then I go and verify it. Yep. Right? So that's, okay, what's the difference? So you that? do do the same, the sameness and then the difference piece. But but it could be in in a different order. I, I don't really know it could which be, one but is in first. It's more like, you know, okay, it's same, but it's different. Uh, and in the, after the difference comes the sameness again because I discover something else. Maybe it's a somewhat different pattern, which is the same. Okay. And, and, and it kind of repeats like that. So refine what's the same that I know through the difference. Okay. So that's why I say it's a loop, right? It's, it's continuous refinement. I think those, those NLP categories of different, same, same, difference, uh, they're quite limited uh, mm-hmm. in their... Expression. Yeah, no, I, I, I would tend to agree with Sergey that that, lo- that loops and spirals. So are much I, more I, I agree with both of you guys. I, I, you don't typically find me going to NLP for a reference, but uh, the reason I'm going there is we've gone from AI to discrete math, or whatever you called it, and mm-hmm. martial arts. Those are not common reference points that most of our listeners would probably have. To say to, NLP, to, to understand what what you're saying, NLP, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you would probably have a lot more guys with NLP uh, and uh, background listening to this. This is the time to look at the audience and ask, raise hands if you know NLP. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, 
and, and you know, knowing that our audience changes quite a bit month to month, you know, pretty much the fresh crowd every single time, every single month is what I noticed. Uh, most likely we have, you know, very little lineupers left at this point. <laughs> that would be my guess. Anyway, um, so, um, yeah, okay. Uh, so, this seems like a good exploration of learning fast and furious, Sergey. I've certainly got a few pieces out of this myself. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> you're welcome. It's free, you can take it. <laughs> Anything you want to add uh, as a conclusion? Um, I think I'll probably talk about it more uh, on the second version of it, what are the drawbacks. But I want to say it anyway right here that uh, if you want to learn Fast and Furious, prepare for the pain. Prepare for the uh, for feeling the stupid like the stupidest person on the planet for the first few uh, well whatever it takes uh, minutes, hours, days, years, right? Depending on the field, right? Uh, you're gonna feel like totally stupid if you try okay. this model. Okay, right? a cliffhanger. But, All right, yes, I like that. But it's totally worth it. <laughs> but the cliffhanger right. is there, and I want to end with a joke. So if you are into perpetual learning, you'll feel perpetually stupid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know the, 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 the phrase I like the most? Uh, like there's a paraphrase of the Russian saying that um, uh, uh, learn all your life and die stupid. You know, live a century, learn a century. That's the saying, right? And yeah. my add-on to this is die stupid. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. With all this, right. good night and good luck. Have a wonderful day. And may you be happy. The copyright of this recording is owned by the Radical Change Group and the individual contributors. Permission to copy and distribute freely is granted, provided that the entire recording on this notice remain intact. Please visit us at www.radicalchangegroup.com. Your comments and feedback will be greatly appreciated.